your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We are going to get some reaction now and during the show to Budget 2023 and Carmel Marnan, uh, who is Tax Director at Deloitte in Limerick and was with us yesterday previewing the budget, is uh, back this morning to react. Good morning to you, Carmel. Good morning, Joe. Well, your predictions were fairly spot on. What did you make of it overall? Yeah, I mean, certainly it was a very, I suppose, positive budget in the sense of there was plenty giveaways in it and it was pretty much a bonanza from that point of view. And I think certainly just listening to the commentary as the course of the day went on, you know, I think generally the, the feeling was that the opposition wouldn't have much to, I suppose, uh, complain about. Um, well, so we have I, Sinn Féin's Morris Quinlivan on in a couple of minutes, so we'll see whether he agrees with you or, <laughs> or not, Carmel. <laughs> but um, I, I think... Overall, I think, as we said yesterday, Joe, I suppose the, the, the big the big elephant in the room here, I suppose, potentially is, you know, we're seeing money being put back into people's hands. But I, I think it's fair to say it's certainly not going to be money that's staying in people's hands. It's going to be basically a question of potentially in one door and out the other to pay for all the costs associated with the increase in the cost of living. And I think the big elephant in the room, as we said yesterday, is how much are those costs going to come to? Because as the months go on, things could get worse. And, you know, some of these measures may not just be sufficient or anywhere near sufficient to cover those. Carmel, in historic terms, how significant were the personal tax changes announced yesterday? Very significant, Joe, around the whole idea of now we're seeing indexation of um, the bans. So that, for example, you know, the, the big announcement yesterday in the income tax area was, as again, has had been kind of, I suppose, predicted or certainly from you know, the information that was floating around before the announcement yesterday was that the standard rate would be brought up to €40,000. So that's a big deal because on top of doing that as a current measure, the Minister also said that like in future, the standard rate would effectively be linked to um, inflation. So that obviously, especially for people who, for example, are getting increases due to, say, um, increases in minimum wages and things like that, but they won't automatically find themselves, you know, paying more tax just because their income has gone up. So that's definitely a good news and a big, a big move from where we would have been historically around income tax measures. And indexation, does that mean that this will become a, a permanent policy by the government now? Yes, that's what they said. And that was in their programme for government. So, I mean, certainly depending on how inflation goes year to year and whether they need to do even any other kind of um, earlier budgets or mini budgets along the way, you'd expect to see uh, other changes in that area as things go on. Is it fair in the sense that uh, people who earn more are getting more out of it? And how does that stack up in relative terms? I suppose the view there is that, you know, if you're earning more than €40,000, you're going to make a saving now on foot of that income tax measure alone because, you know, because you have more income being taxed at the lower rate as a single person, the, the estimate is that you'd save around €800 and double that if you're, you know, a married couple where both of the people are working. Um, and I suppose the, the downside to that is if you are already and still, you know, will continue to earn less than that €40,000 mark, well, then... You know, the if you were below the thirty six thousand odd figure, Joe, that was that was at the twenty percent rate anyway. You're going to stay around there. Well, then that measure may, means nothing to you, and there's no saving associated with it. So, for people in that bracket, really on the income tax side, they will see minor adjustments around the fact that the USC bans have been um, extended a bit, and also that there's been some minor adjustments around credits. 
but I suppose the, the big ticket item from the income tax point of view was around that increase in the standard rate band. And if that, you know, if you're not receiving that level of income, well, then that's not much use to you. And the change to the USC and the personal tax credits, that was there for sure. They did something, but it would have less impact. Absolutely. I mean, particularly around the USC piece, it was very targeted and they've done it in earlier years where they just amend the USC bans so that um, they're reflecting that there's going to be a change in the minimum wage from the 1st of January and keeping people who are on that minimum wage and will see that increase out of the higher rates of USC. So the changes really there are very, you know, in the scheme of things, they're very minor. Mm. But as you point out, the big issue here is that every cent going in is coming out the door at roughly the same or a higher rate because of cost of living, inflation, energy. Yeah, and that's, I suppose, as I said, the budget was very positive in terms of, you know, there was a lot, it was a giveaway budget, but I suppose if you contrast to other years when there might have been, I suppose, talks around giveaway budgets, you know, giveaways before would have been in the context of maybe people actually having more money in their pocket on foot of it. And, okay, maybe people will have more money in their pocket now on sort of, you know, less paying less tax on their pay. But on the other side, certainly from a cost of living point of view, that money is going to be going back out again. So I don't think there's anybody going to be making savings here, ultimately. Do you feel that if um, the Minister for Finance and Minister for Public Expenditure had gone much farther than this, that we might have found ourselves in a similar situation to the British government, who appeared to have made a complete dog's dinner of their mini-budget on Friday, and even the IMF are intervening with dark statements of doom and gloom about the UK economy as a result. Yeah, I, I think, I suppose, to be fair to, to the position the government has found themselves in, there's a big unknown level here as to, you know, how much worse, if I call it, things might become in terms of cost of living and energy costs in particular. So I think they've taken really, like really positive steps now to target what we know right now. And certainly a lot of these once-off payments that we spoke about yesterday, Joe, that have come, you know, that came out in the ether yesterday are really positive in that sense. Um, but I think what they did kind of hold in reserve is the concept that, you know, some of these measures may need to be looked at again in the new year as the winter um, period progresses. So to me, that suggests that, you know, they are certainly open to doing, and I think it certainly it sounds like the funds are there to come back and do further tweaks. But I think their approach is better rather than doing everything up front now and have, having nothing left, which is obviously completely different to the position the UK found themselves in in the first place. At least, you know, they can go back to the drawing board again and do more if more is needed as things go on. Okay. Uh, we'll be hearing a little bit later on Independent Deputy Richard O'Donoghue in Limerick uh, made a lively contribution to the debate. We'll chat live to uh, Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan of Fine Gael. We'll talk to Fianna Fáil Minister for Education Norma Foley in a few minutes' time. Right now, and stay with us, Carmel Marnan of Deloitte in Limerick, we have Sinn Féin Limerick City TD Morris Quinlevin on the line. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning to your listeners. What's your reaction to this budget? Ah, well, look, there's, there's obviously good stuff in the budget as well. But look, we uh, overall, I think it's a, you know, I hate to use the phrase missed opportunity, but I think a lot more could have been done. People are really under pressure, um, and and this budget won't have allayed it for an awful lot of people. For instance, we I don't see any significant intervention in the rental market. The government brought in a 500 euro. Uh, 
our rebates to renters, which is, you know, for most people, that's like two weeks' rent. It won't solve the problem that we're facing. What we really need, in, if we're dealing with the housing crisis, we need our, uh, what we've been talking about for a huge number of years is one month refund of your rent and also a three-year ban on, uh, on rent increases. That but aren't they some- forcing vacant properties back? Uh, Joe, I tell you, what, I'll give you a challenge, right? I'll come onto this show at this time next year, and I bet you, I can bet you the bottom dollar that the vacant property tax will not work, and I bet you it would be a very, if any, minuscule amount of money raised, especially here in Limerick. Can, it, can, it can would, I just ask Carmel just just for one moment, uh, Carmel? Um, what is this? Vacant? And by the way, Joe, we we are very in favour of a vacant property tax, but we want one that actually will <laughs> will actually work, you know, like they do in other countries. Right, uh, Carmel. I mean, does this affect somebody, for example, who has a holiday home in Kilkee or? or Bally Bunyan and this vacant property. How is it going to work? Yeah, so the detail is going to be more available in the finance bill when that comes out on the 20th of October. But at the moment, the way it's um, worded is that if you have a residential property, which I suppose in theory would obviously include holiday homes, that's, that's vacant for more than 30 days in the year um, and isn't up for sale or anything like that, or obviously and is fit for purpose, then you will have to pay this vacant levy tax. Now, you know, as I said, there'll be more detail in the finance bill, Joe. So, for example, whether it will actually include carve-outs, if you like, for properties like such as holiday homes, or indeed whether there will be, I suppose, bandwidth for, for people to argue that they do use them, um, you know, more substantially during the year, well, then that, that stands to be seen. Um, but I suppose, it is, I suppose it is a positive step in the sense of what it's trying to achieve. But I suppose... But, but I mean, does that mean, for example, let's, let's assume there's a holiday home in Kilkee that as long as somebody uses it, you know, even if it's split around families or relatives or neighbours or friends or whatever you do for more than 30 days of the year, then it's exempt. Well, exactly, and I suspect that's what will happen in reality. So, you know, in reality, I think people will be probably get to a position where, as you say, where there's a family holiday home, but they'll get to a position there it is meeting the requirements and therefore will fall outside, outside the scope of this. And it's self-assessed as well, which means that they're not even going to look at it really, are they? And how can they measure it? Um, it's being, it's going to be aligned around uh, the, the local property tax as well. So I suppose from that point of view, certainly they probably would have visibility on the houses that people own or the properties that people own and would be able but to establish Joe, where to, people would have more than one property. Joe, to come in on that there, you can basically see that the government were dragged, were dragged into bringing a, a vacant property tax. They don't want to do it. And if you look at the way they've done it, you know, you're self-assessed yourself. Nobody's going to check it out. It's not going to happen. We see the way they... Are you the suggesting you won't have inspectors going around Kilkee checking <laughs> the number of days? Well, I, I don't think that's... I, you know, that's how bonkers it sounds, in fairness. But I, I don't think that was the idea that we'd be going checking people's uh, holiday home in Kilkee or Ballymunion or Lahinch or wherever they have it. But the idea would be that you would actually put a proper tax onto, onto properties that people could actually be living in, you know, flats and investors have and stuff like that. It's, it's simply not going to work because, there w- firstly, there will be no big no check in it. And if there is a check, I don't think there will be any follow-up on it. And we can see that with the, the way we do with private renting at the moment. If you're in a private rented property and I deal with people every single day. If you're in a private rented property, we will come out and investigate it. The council will come out and investigate it. and I'm open to correction here, but every single investigation they do when private property fails, then there will be a list of stuff the landlord has to do. He might do one simple job, then he's seen as addressing the issue and nobody ever comes back to it. And you know the vacant property tax will be the same and I give you that challenge, Joe. Come ask me on this time next year and I bet you nothing will be able to raise okay. locally but, here in Limerick. But it over, won't work. But it overall work though, you know I mean, as even Carmel Mernan was saying there from Deloitte, if you listen to the commentary throughout the rest of the day, 
It's a difficult enough budget for the opposition to really criticise, isn't it? Because, I mean, a, a, well, a, a, look, a reasonable amount was done, and obviously no budget can do everything. Well, nobody suggests we can do everything, and nobody, nobody ever suggested, and we've never suggested that you can deal with every issue that's facing people, because we have, in fairness, we have a lot of problems in the country. People are under huge pressure, and it's not exactly anybody's in the, in the country's complete fault, because we've had the war in Ukraine has exacerbated a huge number of prices, but we do have issues that are not being dealt with in the budget. For instance, there's nothing in that budget yesterday that will put additional services into the University Hospital in America and solve the problem we have that's ongoing for years. The only plan the government have, and they've said this quite clearly, the only, problem, the only solution to have University Hospital Limerick is 48 additional beds, which will be delivered in two years' time. Uh, we need at least 200 beds in UHL, as, as confirmed to me by themselves. So there's no, there's no plan Sorry, for that. Uh, just to explain yeah. what, you, what you mean by that, because they're saying 96 extra beds. Yeah, 96 extra beds has been, been constructed, and I understand they're going to start next, next month or something, which is very, very significant. But when they deliver the 96 extra beds, they would be taking 48, what they call Nightingale beds, you know, open more beds out of the production, which is a good thing to do as well, but when you don't have the capacity. So 96 beds are going to be built, but it will be only 48 additional new beds. So you and, and, and Would, you, would you look at all at, at what happened in the UK and say that, you know, international markets do watch budget days, you know, in, in developed economies like Ireland's. And yeah. you, you, you are speaking to your domestic audience, but you're also speaking to your international audience, and it's not that long since the IMF were in here running the it's, country. You know, it's not that long, and that's why we that's why we always say you have to budgets have to be prudent. And our pre-budget submissions that we have done have always been costed, have always been fair, and, and everyone will tell you, you know, they mightn't agree with what's in there, but it is costing, and quite a lot of it's costed by the government. But look, you know, the, 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 our budget and the UK's budget is slightly different because they, you know they have the pound and we have the euro. The euro is not going to be affected by any budget we do here in Ireland to be across across Europe. But some of the things we're talking about that the government wouldn't do was to you know cap cap um, cap bills and put them back to 2021 levels and countries across Europe have done that and if you look at the uh, Financial Times this morning, Germany's on the verge of doing it themselves, you know. So, mm. But, the, but the, the only thing is, the Minister did say yesterday that one of the reasons he's holding certain amount in reserve is because this is a rapidly evolving situation and he accepted that he may have to come back to this in let's say January and do more at that point. Yeah, and I think we all accept that, to be honest. There, there, there may be an, an issue where you know, the, the the war in Ukraine is going to go on for longer than anybody has anticipated. That is having an impact on everything, you know, the, the cost of fuel, energy, uh, food, everything like that is, is being impacted by that. But also, there, as I said, look, we have we put forward a pre-budget submission, which I, I believe would have done a lot more for working families. Like, for people, you know, the, 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 tax, the tax we see would have benefited the people on higher wages more so than people on lower wages. You know, if you were, on, if you were working on twenty three to twenty thirty six grand, you would have got what well, four four quid a week back. But if you're working, if you were on a higher wage, you would have got way, way more than that back. So we need to have a fairness here because people, as I said, you know, the the income or the increases we're talking about in some of the payments as well will be swallowed up by inflation. Will be swallowed up by the the price. You increases. mean like the twelve euro social welfare? Yeah, that, that's gone already. That's gone already um, in fairness. I, 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 can I just ask Carmel Mernan from Deloitte in Limerick? Tracy's been in touch to say, does the rent Rental credit announced yesterday applied to those renting a room in a house. Yes, if they're yeah, absolutely. If they're if they're a tenant and they're paying a landlord, even if it's somebody who lives in the house with them, it should be available to them as well. And actually, yeah, just to point out on that, I think one one observation I've seen on that is that 
Um, they, you know, from, from a revenue perspective, this will give the revenue commissioners a lot more visibility on, on landlords in the country, even in those type of scenarios, Joe. Okay. So that could be helpful in the longer term. In, well, it could be helpful indeed in terms of seeing what landlords are out there and who's receiving rent. All right. Well, well, but, Joe, look, the government, when we, when we suggested something like that, the government was saying to us, if you don't put a cap on the prices, if you don't stop rent increasing, that's going to, guess what, we've got been rent increases, and that's exactly what's going to happen. We do yeah, but, need but to the have- only thing they didn't do is, you know, and, and I mean, there was a lot of speculation they would do something for landlords on the income tax side, but they didn't. And the Minister yeah. for Finance said all income tax needs to be treated the same. So they, they didn't do what you and others were concerned they were going to do, which was help landlords. Yeah, well, look, it was the, it was the Tarnisha himself who wrote that idea, you know, so take that question with Colin Tarnisha. You know, well, he obviously lost the battle, didn't he? He lost the battle, obviously, yeah. And yeah. he lost the battle on the rate as well. He's, I, I he's think, 30% rate that, that he wanted. You know, that would have been a, like a, a lead balloon if, if that was suggested at the moment, the way, yeah. you know, people see that we have oh, a, a oh, crisis and, you know... OK, no well, well, look, uh, I'm watching the clock here because I know you need I'm to go. I'm chairing my committee. Uh, You're chairing committee. OK, well, we'll let you do that. And we're talking about low pay as well, there, this committee. So, yeah, right, thanks, well, we might Joe, talk thanks. about some Monday. All right, thank you very much. Thanks, Limerick thanks, thanks very much. Appreciate that. That is Deputy Morris Quinlivan there, uh, Sinn Féin TD for Limerick City. And thanks to Carmen Marnan from uh, Deloitte, uh, tax director uh, of Deloitte in Limerick uh, for your analysis again this morning. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe.